so sorry to keep you waiting. You don't look like you slept much last night, Mr. Devaney. Funny you should say that, Madame Bajiguera. I don't think this scotch is helping either. You're a suspicious man. I would say you put something in my drink. It's much easier to trust a drink you fixed yourself. But how do you know I was going to drink the scotch? I didn't. I laced all the drinks. I don't like to leave much to chance, Mr. Solo. I thought I was doing so well. Oh, don't be so hard on yourself. You were doing fantastically well. What are you doing? I've been here before. And last time I fell rather badly and hurt my head. I'm afraid it isn't going to stop you getting hurt. Sleep well, Napoleon. Only my mother calls me Napoleon. Welcome to Trilogy in Theory. My name is Webb, and this is my co-host, Mike. And we are continuing our trilogy with the Guy Ritchie feature, The Man from Uncle. And I remember there was a time when I used to make my top five, top ten lists, you know, and every new film that I watched, I was like, oh my god, this has got to go on there, because I was just so in love with every little thing that I watched. There was a time when I was like, Snatch? Holy cow! This is the best movie I've ever seen. Boom. Lockstock? Oh my, this is the best movie I've ever seen. This goes above Snatch because it's, you know, anyhow. I'm assuming that stopped in Guy Ritchie's (laughs) filmography. (laughs) It it stopped right there. You know what happened? Well, actually, I don't know what happened. I hope maybe we can figure this out. Swept away with Madonna. (laughs) (laughs) Guy Ritchie can't seem to make an enjoyable picture. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Since Snatch, yeah, it really boggles my mind. You know, one of the things I realized is that Matthew Vaughn was the producer on both of those films. And you look at Matthew Vaughn's other stuff like Kick-Ass and uh, Kingsman, and there is a bit of that continuation from Lock, Sock, and Snatch in terms of tone and atmosphere, I think, mm. in those films. Not so much in kind of the homogenous blah that is Guy Ritchie's filmography I mean everything from Aladdin to Sherlock Holmes and also Man from Uncle he's making these films that are meant to be enjoyed and fun but they're not enjoyable and they're not fun what the hell <laughs> all right I'll pull you back a little bit because I love how I love how broad you went he's making things that are supposed to be good and let me tell you they are not what is happening here these are not good I would agree with you on Aladdin and I haven't seen his King Arthur but man from uncle I watched this in theaters and I'm pretty sure this was in the heyday of like movie pass like the, the pre set this company on fire movie pass like when it was like 30 dollars a month so you had to really want to see everything 
Uh, but 2015, I certainly was. And I'm pretty sure I was on my phone off and on through a lot of this because I can't imagine I sat through it and just spaced out that much. Because when I rewatched it this time, it felt like something totally unseen to me. Like, if I didn't have that time period, like if this came out in 2009, I'd be like, oh, I probably didn't see this. I thought I did, but I didn't because I don't remember any of this. This was also like, you know, two or three hours ago of this recording and it's starting to go again where I'm like, all right, there's a, there's a tall blonde woman. I really like her, Elizabeth uh, DeBecky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But even her presence, I didn't remember. <laughs> I remember she was in The Great Gatsby. Uh, Boss Lerman's adaptation from a couple years prior. I didn't remember she was in Man from Uncle, and I'm looking at the Wikipedia tab I have open here, and there's her face. Uh, the largest face on the poster, surprisingly. Did, do you find that odd, given... The, you know, I, This is one of those movies that you can tell they think that the cast they have are about to like become the next Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt, and then it just doesn't <laughs> happen, because it's like a Kmart version of Ocean's Eleven, the Soderbergh film, where it's like <laughs> Clooney, Pitt, Damon, and we have, well, now we have uh, Army Hammer, the, the cannibal, I guess, uh, canceled, uh, so we probably shouldn't even be doing this episode. Uh, the biggest star here is Hugh Grant. As like the what Q or M character in this world, I don't know. Like a, he's just generic handler, smart ass British handler. Uh, Alicia Vikander won an Oscar. I still like just seeing her. I didn't remember her name. I'm like, oh yeah, didn't she win an Academy Award for something stupid? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Not ex machina. <laughs> Not ex machina. Um, like Leo winning for The Revenant instead of uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, horrible. Uh, Henry Cavill, I will say, is charming here, but I also kind of hold his handsomeness against him. And then I'm thinking, do you have to work that hard, or do I just like the way you look in a suit? Is that, is that <laughs> all you're really doing here? I don't, I can't tell if you're charming or not, or you just have really fantastic genes. And I would say that in general, the movie itself is very try hard. It's very, it's trying very hard to be the Soderbergh Oceans trilogy where we're taking an IP from a time period that people don't really remember that well. I don't think, I don't think anyone was saying like uh, the 2001 Oceans 11 is a travesty compared to what Sinatra and company did. I think they thought, well, in essence, it's just a bunch of celebrities wanting to hang out and make a movie in Vegas. And God damn it. They did it again. Man from uncle. One of those IPs was anyone asking for? No, not really. And then it came out and you know, forgettable, I, I guess. I don't know. I'm I'm attacking it, and here, I, you know I started this by saying Webb, I'm going to clean this up, and I'm like, yo, and another thing, <laughs> Henry Cavill, <laughs> yeah. are you even good, <laughs> or do you just have nice cheekbones? Well, the trouble is that you use an IP, whether it's old or not, to get people to come to the theater. Like, hey, remember this? Come on, this is familiar. But the Man of Uncle is not familiar. I think to most almost anybody. I didn't know what the hell it was. And do you really want those old farts back in the theater? Like, that shouldn't be the demographic. This movie could have been called The Man from a Spy Organization, and it would have been, you know, the same movie. <laughs> I like your smart-ass title, The Man from a Spy Organization. <laughs> you don't care, and neither do we. Give us your ten bucks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You know, the, the title is mentioned at the end of the film, and I'm like, is that supposed to mean something? <laughs> like, I they don't even explain what uncle is. Just like really briefly in the end credits. 
I did like the last shot. It appears to be Henry Cavill sort of like groaning silently to himself. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm right there with you, buddy. Whatever your character's stupid name is. What is it? It's not... I was about to say Hope Solo, but I was like, that's the soccer star. Napoleon Solo. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. It's as if he's like, I don't want this to be a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Army Hammer made sure it wasn't going to be a franchise. <laughs> I will I will say that I think that Henry Cavill is good here. And he okay. also has good cheekbones. His nonchalant precision, it's a weird balancing act, and I think he does mm. it. The trouble is he doesn't have any chemistry with Army Hammer. I think Army Hammer. Does anyone? The... I'm not coming late to this. I, I've always thought he's fairly bad. The only time I've enjoyed him was in the Social Network, where he's playing. <laughs> and there was two not, of him. <laughs> not one, but two douchebags, like combining their douche powers. And you're seeing this other guy who goes on to become a billionaire. I don't know how many times over. Why am I rooting for him? It's because I hate Army Hammer so much <laughs> that I'm going to root for Mark fucking Zuckerberg <laughs> to take him down a peg. It's rid- it's a ridiculous magic trick that Fincher pulls off that understatement time Guy Ritchie does not have those those particular set of skills to do that. I think David Fincher was like, this fucker can't have any chemistry <laughs> with anyone but himself. Let's <laughs> double this guy. <laughs> They cancel each other out. The black <laughs> yeah. hole of charisma. You bring up a really good point because the only scene that I remembered from the theatrical experience, uh, which I mean, I had forgotten it, but when it came back, it triggered that memory of like, oh, I enjoyed this. There's a, a long extended like uh, attempted heist and then they jump out a window and then they're on like a speedboat and Cavill uh, is thrown overboard. And because, you know, everyone's so focused on stopping this cannibal from terrorizing the city that <laughs> they're after Army's character, this this Russian who I, I don't think he, his name is as bad as Napoleon Solo, but I've forgotten it. I think I kept in my head calling him the man from uncle. Like that must be the title. He's the man from uncle. <laughs> right. Which one is the man? And who's uncle? <laughs> but he falls off the boat. And then swims to shore, gets in a truck, dries off his face with this, uh, like, you know, covering on this, like, picnic basket, has a bottle of wine and a sandwich. Some some poor, like, guy working a shift at this factory had a really nice lunch packed <laughs> from his, his spouse. And Henry Cavill is so great in that moment, as you're saying, his nonchalant attitude. That is the only scene I remembered from this movie. And I remember in the theater enjoying it and... It doesn't maintain that vibe. It presents this vibe to you, like with the credits and the demeanor of the actors, the interplay, but it doesn't feel like lived in. It doesn't feel like everyone, like they're really trying to have this sort of like, we don't care attitude, this hang movie, but then you can't, you know, I keep going back to the Ocean's Eleven thing that that's just like, let's steal some money and I'm going to get Julia Roberts back. This is about a nuclear weapon to, to, to blow up the world, and I don't, it's a weird, it's a weird mix of what they're attempting versus what the many scenes of uh, expository dialogue will remind you that this is important. I don't know, just didn't work. It's funny that you mentioned that boat scene because you're uh, you've eliminated Cavill from you know the, that duo, and and Army Hammer is on the speedboat or whatever. And it's like, hang on to your hat, cowboy, or whatever. And he's not there. It's like, it's a, it, it wouldn't matter if he was there. The chemistry <laughs> is exactly the same. It's, it's, it's supposed to be this comedic scene, but it's not funny. 
And then the same thing happens in the torture scene later on with that weird... I correct you. It is funny as long as you're doing the line readings. If you do some bad <laughs> AR for Army Hammer... <laughs> We need to mystery science theater three thousand this movie with just the line reading. But the, the who is that the weird serial killer Nazi torturer character later on? I think they Rudy, <laughs> and and <laughs> you know they they have the little uh, um aside where they go out of the room and he ends up kind of killing himself like burning himself. <laughs> it's like it's supposed to be funny and they're having this little chat back and forth it's like nothing about it is enjoyable and i feel like it should be and i don't know whose fault it is uh, i i will disagree with you there it's enjoyable because i know they're the villain in this at least in this sequence is on fire so this scene is mercifully coming to an end i'm like well, you, now we have to move on so yes let's go keep keep turning the page while we are on that though this segues really well into another key problem in this film and it's the laziness and impatience of the script and i think the script is written by guy ritchie and some other dude is that there is this pension. lionel wigram <laughs> some other dude sure <laughs> why not <laughs> there, there's a lot of setup that occurs that you're like oh this might be important later on only that is revealed literally moments later. It happens, I think, two or three times. And the first time it happens, I think, is when uh, Alicia Vikander, her dialogue is blocked out and then the score uh, covers it up. And you see Army Hammer's character like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. And you're like, oh, my God, Lugging what's happening? like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is going to be this is going to be important for something later on, right? No, they tell you what happens literally moments. I was like, well, what the hell was the point of all that? Why, why even withhold tension? it for, for 30 seconds? Exactly. Uh, and you're right. They do it multiple times. So, you know, the next time you're like, well, whatever. You'll tell me here in a second. I don't know, but we want Army to Army gets to know first. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like the, the Nazi, the torture guy again. He tells this like long-winded story about his childhood, about him getting beat up. I was like, "Is this supposed to be important? Are we building this character up?" Moments later, he's on fire. <laughs> it's I, like, what was the point of any of this? More, uh, I mean, I've said it before, and uh, you know, I'm on the record on any podcast I ever do. More beautiful, tall, blonde women, please. Uh, just any of that, like. I did like, because as, as I've said, I've seen this, but I'd forgotten that, uh, I guess in my mind, it was a like love triangle of sorts. Like we have the American spy, the Russian, and then you have this, uh, what appears to be a, a German citizen whose father is possibly involved in, you know, Nazi schemes, another Nazi scientist that countries are fighting over, blah, blah, blah. But Henry Cavill, I guess in a sign of mercy, Darmy Hammer checks himself out of that race. It's like, no, I'm gonna, so I'm gonna bang whatever else walks into whatever else walks in the room. But I have this code where it's like I have to honor these roles that you are playing as, uh, I guess, in, an engaged couple. So I'll do you the courtesy of not banging out Miss Miss Vikander, and the whole time that's that's. I should not have been focused on that aspect, but that, that's what I was hung up on, not chasing down these Nazi scientists. I'm just like, no, really, when is Cavill 
going to take everything that comes in his path. And I'm, I was shocked that he was he is withholding in that regard. But they really do not play up the, um, you know, I guess what ultimately is the villain uh, with the Elizabeth Debicki character. Uh, I th- I don't know if that's supposed to be a big reveal. I don't, I mean, it, it happens so late in the game. Like you and I both did not really enjoy this as we're, I guess, rewatching it. Um, but I, I think if you're going to do this quasi hang movie, like the ocean series was where it's like, just see handsome dudes kind of cracking jokes and, you know, supposedly being intense situations, but just treating it like they're buying like a ticket for something. Like it's just, everything's just a minor inconvenience, even though it would be the most hectic slash tragic day of your life. Like rolling, like, I mean, army hammer flies off a motorcycle and crashes his skull into the ground and you know, he gets up and is just like, still have my pocket knife. I guess it's time to kill something. <laughs> right. Push it further into, you know, a light romp. Yeah, you know, we we have a film coming up later this month on this show, which harkens back to the time period of this type of genre fare. And just in brief clips, as you'll see in that film, nothing looks like it's taking itself that seriously. Like, it's all done with a wink and a smile. And this one, this is right in the middle. Like, it doesn't really... It doesn't really know if it wants it to be pure fantasy or if it wants some semblance of reality in, in the world. And um, do you think part of it is them maintaining the Cold War era setting? Like if it was a modern film, would it have leaned more Pierce Brosnan, James Bond era goofiness? Hmm. Because there's a big difference between the Brosnan and Craig era. Like the Daniel Craig Bond yes. era was a direct response to like Jason Bourne. Like, okay, we got to We got to go gritty. And yeah. you just go three years earlier and Pierce Brosnan is, I don't know what he's doing, but he seems like he's having a good time, <laughs> but it's a very d- different James Bond. I always think about the opening scene of Die Another Day where like, it's a giant, I think chasing that occurs in the snow and, and he crashes into this giant bell that prevents him from dying. And he goes, say by the bell. And I was like, yeah, perfect, <laughs> perfect. That's all I want in a Bond film. And then you're right. You're absolutely right. Jason Bourne happened, and then they changed kind of the spy genre. And then Shaky Cam was where it was at. Well, I want to say maybe even Bourne Two. I think the second one really is the one that, and because Paul Greengrass is, is he knew where to take the franchise. And I don't think even if this was set in modern times, I think if you've got Guy Ritchie, he can't figure out that balance. I don't think he's been able to figure out figure it out since Snatch. And you've got. Uh, talent like elizabeth debecky who i love i think she's great and she's constantly underused or just there for eye candy and which she can do so much more i think she was great in widows i think widows did an excellent job of, of utilizing what she can do tenet i think was a garbage film and she was great in that and i wish she had more to do in this one i wish they gave her something to do because she's very playful she can be menacing she can be the giant face in the background of this poster, but you got to give her a reason. You're damn gotta... right she can be. Yeah. I'm saying she still can, and I didn't really like her work in this, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the poster. She's not given anything to do. That's the problem. I like. I love this sequence where, uh, right after the whole chase boat thing where they're rushing back, uh, Cavill's rushing back to his room, and she is menacingly heading over there to make sure that he's there or not. I that's the kind of stuff that's great. I wish there was more of that for her to do, but again, there isn't. 
We got to get the the backstory of the uh, Nazi torture artist and how oh. he was bullied as a kid. Got to get that in there. Less right. to Vicky, more of that. Sure. It's like, oh, we're going to have this one character. We haven't built him up at all. Let's give him a reason to be. And he takes photographs and puts them up in his little John Doe from Seven Diary. Oh, just so frustrating. I okay. do want to bring up, just to keep it consistent with the last episode, Wikipedia says the tab under release, which is very short, home media, was released on DVD and Blu-ray on November 17th, 2015. I can assure you I was not in a Best Buy on November 17th, 2015. (laughs) And there probably was no miniature Henry Cavill figure in the box either. Knowing, knowing the way, yeah. Well, who the hell would be like? We don't know who the man is. We don't know who Uncle is. So you're right. Like we don't know who would be that figure. I will give a couple compliments to this film. I think it started off quite strong because I think you've got Army Hammer in like a villainous role in the beginning and almost like Terminator esque, where he's like rushing over to the car, grabbing it with his. Got to eat people. army hungry yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) and and henry cavill you're just being introduced to his character and it's such a stark contrast to your villain and then of course you got gabby uh, somewhere in the middle you don't know where she fits in so all the pieces are there and you're trying to figure out where this film is going and so that initial scene is quite tense and i wish there was more of that so i think the movie starts off strong but yeah look where it goes the second thing i will say is the production design is pretty good here and specifically the costumes i love is this just henry cavill again because he (laughs) knows how to wear a suit vikander comes out in that like peach orange thing like and then you know they have poster yeah yes and it's great. Well, that one and the first one the, uh, where Cavill and, and uh, Hammer are going back and forth about women's fashion for some reason. Again, should have been an entertaining little back and forth. Zero chemistry. <laughs> well, yeah, again, uh, the audience is, I, get, I think, with the uh, majority of the characters in that scene where it's just shut up, Army. Just be quiet. Like what you, what you like is bad and ugly. And just <laughs> let Cavill talk. Let him make the decisions. Which, OK, so it's. Slightly unfair to even army the cannibal here in this instance because I suppose he is supposed to be the fuddy dud in this odd couple relationship. That's the the culture he comes from. Uh, I, I just say throw that out. <laughs> just I don't care. Just throw it out. Make him the uh, the outlier uh, in the the KGB or whatever, uh, where he's kind of a fun loving guy. He's a risk taker of sorts. I'm not as into like as you said comparing him to the terminator where he's just robotic in all of his responses most of the i don't know if you'd even call it humor maybe it's an attempt at humor is watching people while he's undercover uh take him for granted or shit talk him which is also strange because he's like you know i I think he's six five like so he's a large (laughs) not he's a large man he's a large actor usually dealing with very you know tom cruise sized folks and there's so many scenes where this six five man walks in and people are just like go to the ladies room if you want to wash your hands get the fuck out of my face and i'm like come on like (laughs) who are these people (laughs) that just (laughs) just and that's the running bit is like will he kill someone in this scene and it's (laughs) 
like the worst episode, the worst version of like Ren from Ren and Stimpy, where it's like Army <laughs> Hammer is like <laughs> the camera goes into his brain and we see all of his fantasies of like ripping people's heads off. I, I, I didn't get that unless unless you're going in. I know you don't want me to bring this up. Unless you're going full punch drunk love Adam Sandler, where he just starts breaking <laughs> the glass in the hotel and <laughs> Vikander's on the phone to Cavill, like, you gotta do something with this guy. Like, you have to let him kill. Let him eat human flesh this one time so we can get through the trip. <laughs> <laughs> like every fifteen minutes he's on the verge of hulking out and you've got you know, the Alicia McCandra character every now and then being like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sun's getting real low, big guy. And trying to calm him back down. <laughs> you know, despite all of this, despite all of the shit talking we've done here, if they were ever to do a sequel, no, I would I'm... act... <laughs> you, you, you sent me a text earlier today saying you were mad at me, and it was because I had not forced your hand to purchase something that we both knew you would enjoy. Now, <laughs> this is a time where I go on the red curtain saying, if for some reason, a film that lost like 80 to $90 million, <laughs> they decide to rebrand this IP. Uh, I don't know if Disney owns, I don't know who owns it now. Don't do it, Webb. Like, don't, if, if it has the same, if it's Guy Ritchie taking another swing at the bat, if it's, I would say if somehow Army Hammer, <laughs> is allowed back into society. You're not going to enjoy it. Do not watch The Man From U.N.C.L.E. A New Legacy when it comes streaming <laughs> day one. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't think it's going to happen. Even if you recast it, like I, it would be weird because it, it, he's just such a big part of this movie. You, just, you can't look at Army Hammer and not think of him eating some lady's leg like a drumstick. Like, that's just who he is now. I wasn't following the story that closely. I just, that's what I gleam from the memes. <laughs> but, <laughs> Which is yeah. how, we, how we crucify people nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> All the evidence. <laughs>